0: So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the hockey troll, and that snack Polly cupcakes every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com chirp us on all social media platforms at capschirp see you beauties and vendors there you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL new episodes every monday download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kane Strain Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. It's Monday again. We made it. Um, thanks for listening. Follow at Kane Pod if you're not yet. Uh, and subscribe to the show if you are not yet. The season starts next week. This week. Sorry. <laughs> that was a great start. I'm recording this the week before this actually comes out. You get how it works. Uh, but yeah. Thursday, actually, right? I believe so. Season starts Thursday, so the next episode we have will be a preview of that uh, series against the Detroit Red Wings to get you pumped up for that guy, but uh, hockey's here. I wonder if everyone else feels the way I do um, about just the return, like, I'll randomly just get super excited because I'll re-realize that, like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, we're actually going to play very, very soon, just because... There's been so much, uh, you know, downtime, I guess you could call it, like where we've just been waiting on decisions to see if anything changes and we're not just stuck in this like, uh, you know, purgatory of waiting for hockey. It's just been so much of that, that both before the return to play, but the return to play for the playoffs happened so quickly that it just, you just, you were just playing hockey and you were like, oh cool, like we're doing this in a week. But uh, since they announced the season, it was like obviously awesome to see that they just like were able to get that underway uh, and you know finalize their plans for everything. But as we get closer to it, like I still I don't have that rush of anticipation like I usually would before a season starts because it's so weird and I've just grown so used to the uh, nothing we're just waiting vibes that like I can't not think that way. So every now and then I'll just remember that oh yeah it's really happening and i'll be like oh shit cool and i'll get excited um but yeah (laughs) i wonder if anyone else feels that way or if it's just me um so hurricanes obviously continuing their training camp um this week obviously it's a short one i said last week uh, on thursday's episode to me it's kind of dumb to to really Explore lines and combinations just because I mean it's training camp. Like people are getting used to each other, you're trying stuff out. It doesn't it really doesn't mean anything at all, any of the lines, uh, or anything like that. Uh, but I do think that it's interesting to kind of keep track of what the roster ultimately looks like as we get into the season. And, you know, I mentioned last week that I think there's twelve players that are NHL and then there are a couple guys that are, you know, fringe. On the on the border of maybe being NHL players, but also you know could use a little bit of fine tuning to really get there. Uh, and one of those guys is Morgan Geeky. And I think a lot of people just want Morgan Geeky to get inserted into the lineup as the fourth line center because of how you know when he his start in those two games he played and and how good he was. A um, couple things to remember here. One, I'm not taking anything away from Morgan Geeky. Like, I agree. I think that he had a tremendous start. I think that he's worked his ass off in the AHL level, becoming a really good two-way center um, who gives max effort and does the little things and also has a high level of skill to be able to finish and and isn't afraid to go to the net and all that. So I'm not taking anything away from Morgan Geeky. I have tons of respect for the kid and and what he's been able to, um, you know, improve on and develop into at the AHL level and moving up to the NHL level. But you have to remember that, again, small sample size. It's the same thing as Hayden Flurry, except Hayden Flurry has like a 10 times greater sample size than Morgan Geeky. Like, a few games that you remember a guy played well is cool, but, like, let's not extrapolate that to the rest of his career. Like, he's still got a lot to work on, um, and you also have to remember that he was in a super sheltered role and able to pull that off. So, you know, playing nine, ten minutes a night, and obviously Rod trusts him because he threw him out in the power play, and obviously Morgan Geeky was able to, uh, you know, deliver. Uh, but you have to remember that th- the coaching staff is sheltering the guy, so it's not the same as just, like, he was only meant to be in for a few games. It wasn't meant to be, you know, oh, he we're bringing him up because he's doing outstanding, like, he needs to be part of our team. we need to give him a big shot. It was like, oh, we need a we need a guy. He's next man up. Um, so the coaching staff's going to shelter him. So you have to kind of keep that in mind that what you saw was a kid performing under really, you got to give obviously all the credit goes to Morgan Geeky, like he earned everything that he was able to do, but you also have to um, you know applaud the coaching staff for putting him in a situation to succeed and giving him the tools to succeed, you know um He's ge- he's playing with guys that uh, probably fit his playing style well, which is a good match line wise. And then you're putting him in situations to succeed and g- build confidence. You're not putting him out there uh, in situations where you don't think he's ready for it. You know, so sheltering a guy is 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 you should do that when you know are they haven't proven to be an everyday NHLer. I guess my long winded point here is just that you know you've got. Martinook, you've got McGinn, you've got uh Warren Fogle, you've got uh, you know, Jesper Fost, you got a lot of guys, De you got guys like that who can compete for that fourth line spot, um, which is honestly unfortunate that Ryan Dzingel is being talked about as a as the fourth line player. Um not that I, you know, disagree with that. I don't know that he's earned any higher part of the lineup. Um but you know those guys have an established career at the NHL level. Like it's just easy to, you know what you're getting from them. Um, you don't know as much what you're getting with Geeky. And you could say like, well, he's only, you know, done good things. Like, yeah, but everyone does good things until the first bad things happen. And then, you know, who knows how much that costs you. And in a shortened season, like you you got to be really sure of your lineup going into the start, I think. So um, I think that Geeky will be with the team. Um I think he'll be part of that taxi squad situation just because he's definitely next man up for, you know, a center role. But I do think that they'll probably, as long as everyone's healthy, I think they'll start the season with him as the the odd man out. So, um, you know, I think the same thing for Jake Bean. I think that he'll start the season as the odd man out on defense. Um, you know, he might not even be first in because uh, Joakim Ryan is a part of the roster now. Um, you know, as a seventh-ish defenseman type player, but he's played in the NHL. So you it's just another another example of potential versus verified results. So when a when a kid has potential, that's great. But potent, it's I mean it's literally like science. Like you can have all the potential energy in the world, but until you're moving, it doesn't matter, right? So if you have the potential to be a top six player, that's fantastic. But that is worth that that has a lot of risk to it because it's not a guarantee. So if you have a if you have a guaranteed top 9 player, you probably prefer inserting that person into the lineup versus a player with a potential to be a top 6 player, but you don't know what you have in them yet because they like they have they don't have the experience. Just because that potential top 6 player could be a fringe fourth line player. So your guaranteed top 9 player, you know, it's like a third line guy is a better fit. If you're looking for a sure thing. Now, if you're in a situation where you're willing to take some gambles and, you know, you're in a a spot where, oh, we're, you know, we're struggling. We're looking to shake things up or, you know, we're not looking to make the playoffs like we're trying to rebuild and and get our roster together. Then, yeah, you take more risks. See the Hurricanes inserting Slavin and Pesci uh, into the lineup way back when and. I mean, it paid off, like, it was a risk because you don't know, but it doesn't matter, like, who cares if you lose? You've you've been losing anyway. You need to shake something up. Um, The Hurricanes right now, luckily, are not in that position, where they need to take risks in order to pay off. Like, they have a roster they know is a solid roster, so there's no need to take risks with it, but it's a fantastic tool to have that person with good potential as a, you know, next man up option. So that's my thoughts on that. You know, I think a lot of people want to for and I've talked about this a million times before. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about the whole prospect argument. I tend to think that the fan base skews to, you know, want to force prospects into things. And I think that that is left over from when the team struggled for so long that you just were like, well, if the guys on the roster aren't doing it and we're losing anyway, you might as well try out the new guys because the new guys might, you know, turn out to be really good players. Give them the chance. And that's fine when you're in that oh we're not doing well mode. But when you're when you're a playoff team and expected to compete at a high level, uh, you don't try stuff out. Like you go with the sure thing because it's a risk reward, and there's no point in taking a risk when you know you're a playoff team, unless you have to. I mean, you could take the risk. You could insert a guy over a guy who has a you know a prospect over a guy who has a proven NHL uh, experience, and it could pay off. You know he could shine and and do amazing and win you several games um but he could also you know get caught up in the spotlight and and not be able to take hold of the moment and uh struggle and lose you games but the guy that has proven NHL experience like you know what you're getting you know that he's going to be steady in his role and, and and in general um you know consistently give you what you expect from him because you've seen it like you, you should know what to expect from a person who you've seen play a lot you don't know what to expect from a guy that has played at a lower level and is expected to jump up like it, it's it's unclear how people take that transition so uh you know i'm all for potential and giving guys shots but not not when you have a sure thing already and you're doing well and you're expected to do well you take risks when you have nothing to lose you know or very little to lose. The Hurricanes have a lot to lose right now by shaking up their roster and it not working out. That would be detrimental. So you don't take risks with prospects that, you know, you're not 100% sure can handle it. And I think a lot of people would argue maybe like, oh, well, we are 100% sure that, you know, Morgan Geeky could be an NHL player, and, you know, Hayden Fleury can be a top-four defenseman, and Jake Bean can be an NHL player. Okay. I mean, I guess you're entitled to that opinion, but I would say that the people... Who are professionally, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, scouting and and evaluating talent at that level are probably probably have a better idea than you do, especially since they're seeing that player in all the practices and workouts and everything. Um, you know, I I'm willing to you know give it over to the Hurricanes player development and their coaching staff on who's the best fit for the lineup. They're getting that stuff right. And again, they're giving the, themselves the best shot. Now, of course, sometimes guys come up and they're unbelievable and you're like, "What were we doing waiting for this kid?" And yeah, of course, hindsight's 2020, but you know, you don't it's a it was still a risk. Like, it wasn't a if it was a guarantee that that would have happened, everyone would do it all the time, you know? So, it's just it's kind of foolish to just bring up prospects for the sake of bringing up prospects unless you're like in a Detroit situation. So, or, a, you know, I don't want... I, people are so mean to Detroit, also. I've I've been tagged in a million, uh, like, central division... Um, like, who's gonna... You know, standings, predictions, and stuff. And uh, <laughs> every Detroit just gets... I mean, of course, Detroit's not amazing. And we'll talk about it on Thursday with the guys from the Red Wings rant. Um, but it's just, like, they just get destroyed, like, constantly. They're just having to hear, like, yeah, you're bad. They're like, we get it, you know? We're not great. We get it, but... It's not like we're, you know, abysmal, like Detroit still has good players, so I hate like when people just pile on them. We'll pick another team. Let's say uh, San Jose or LA or one of those California teams, dude, California sucks at hockey right now. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this point, but I guess we ended up at the point that California sucks at hockey. So there, made my point. But if you're one of those teams, this is where I was going. If you're one of those teams in those situations where you know, it's your expectations are low and you haven't been able to put it together really, then just, yeah, take risks. What do you have to lose? What, are you going to suck? Oh, well, you guess what? You were going to suck anyway. So you might as well try to not suck. So, uh, you know, that's just what it is. Um, the hurricanes, of course. Uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, we do have a Google Voice line uh, available to text and or call the show. You can leave a message Uh, you know, we can share it on the show if you just want to provide feedback or if you have a question, it's an easy way to do that. Uh, you know, you can always do that stuff on Twitter as well at CaneStrainPod, but this is another option. I'll put it in the description of the episode as well. So look in the notes if you need it, but it is 912-289-7882, 912-289-7882. You can call that, it'll ring for a bit, you will go to a voicemail, you leave a voicemail, there you go. You can text that number. It'll come to me. Um, Not a lot of people do that, but hey, it's there for you. If you wish to do it, uh, it's an easy way to kind of respond with the show. I have one here from Pam who uh, had texted the show previously. Um, Just some feedback. She says, you're still cracking me up. My vote is for the funny stuff up front because it makes me laugh. Reminds me of why I like listening. Either way, I'll keep showing up. Thanks for keeping me plugged in. Go Canes, Pam. Thanks, Pam. That really means a lot. Um, you know, it's nice to. It's it's nice to uh, hear positive feedback on what you're trying to put out. Cause I enjoy just you know joking around, having a good time. Obviously, I love talking hockey too. That's what we just did here for a little bit. wasn't a whole lot of funny stuff. Uh, but you know, I like the mix. I like I like feeling like I'm just chatting with friends about stuff and and joking when. Something comes up to joke about. Like I'm just that's just my personality. So it's nice to share that and you know see other people enjoy it. So thanks for the feedback. Um, hopefully, other people listening agree. If not, all good. You know I'm not for everyone. I'm sure. But uh, if you're here, you're here. And thanks so much. I did put out a poll, um, which almost no one voted in, which was cool. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the data. But it's all good. I understand um, whether or not we should do the off the rails type stuff at the beginning of the show. Or the end of the show, um, and Pam there said that she liked it at the beginning of the show. Um, most other people said keep it at the end. I don't think it really matters that much, but uh, you know, it's it's nice to kind of have a format so you know what you're going to. So I think for now I'll keep it at the end um, toward the second half of the show. So we'll just jump into you know reviewing what just happened in the Kane's world, and then we'll get into a little bit of foolishness and maybe it's hockey related and maybe it's not obviously a lot of the stuff right now has not been because there's no hockey going on and anything that is going on is like news news not like you know weird stuff or whatever um the, the one last uh, last week about the squirrels i mean oh my goodness how do you top that squirrels attacking people and this this lady says it wanted something they wanted blood like god i can't i cannot get over i've thought about that article Every four hours since that episode came out. Uh, but let's let's do this here. Let's uh, let's get into this part of the show. Uh, um, y- yikes! This is off the rails. Yeah. Alrighty, off the rails time. I have a couple of uh, criminal-related ones for you right now. Um from abroad, from, uh, you know, out in the rest of the world, so you can see what's going on over there in the Europe's and whatnot. Uh, this first one is from London. These two burglars, uh, were, you know, breaking in somewhere, stealing some stuff, and they pocket-dialed the police, and the police listened in to everything they were saying, uh, and were able to arrest them (laughs) immediately. Uh, that is 100%. If I were robbing someone, that would definitely happen to me. I mean, there is no way that something like that would not happen to me. That's just my luck. So, you know, I feel for these guys, but maybe don't rob people, right? It's a good one. So here's the story. Two hapless burglars have been arrested in the UK after accidentally pocket-dialing the police during their crime. They even tweeted out the uh, the deputy or whoever this is here, chief inspector, tweeted out, I think we have just arrested the world's unluckiest burglars, whilst, whilst, god, that word is so British, whilst, whilst committing a burglary, one of the bungling burglars, <laughs> this is the most British tweet of all time, what? I just, re- this is the first time I've read this, this is, we're gonna go through this again, this is CI John Owen, I think we have just arrested the world's unluckiest burglars, whilst committing a burglary, one of the bungling burglars, has accidentally dialed. Accidentally sat on his phone and dialed nine nine nine. So British. That's the British nine one one. We receive a call detailing all their antics up to the point of hearing our patrols arrive to arrest them. Well, John Owen. It's a British name. Also, uh, <laughs> just imagine that you're like, hello nine 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 nine. Fucking British. <laughs> not anything that's not nine one one is so weird to hear. Like. Nine nine nine. What's your emergency? Like what? You'd be like, huh? Oh, is this like a joke line or something? But you hear that, and all you hear is like, yeah, put it, put it in the bag. Yeah, we're over here at nineteen Crestview Street in London. This zip code. Hey, hey, Jimmy Isaacs and uh Jim. What's a British last name? Uh, Shireton. Whatever. You know. Like, what are all the details? So who are these? who are these burglars that are, like, giving the play-by-play of their, I don't know, this seems a little suspect to me at this point. Who are these burglars giving out, like, a play-by-play of what they're doing? And everyone's names and where they are. I mean, I guess you could track them if it's a cell phone call. But I don't know about you. Whenever I've gotten pocket dialed, I hear, <coughs> <coughs> Like, that's what a pocket dial sounds like. So, how they were able to pocket dial the fucking police, which is like the least likely. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's only three numbers. It's not the least likely thing to dial, but more than likely, it's just a bunch of random numbers. I'll send texts from my pocket sometimes. Sometimes I text people like, YTMB-49$36? And people respond and be like, huh? And I'd be like, sorry, I turned into a robot for a minute. Um, what's up? But these people managed to dial 999 and call it, and then were apparently clear enough to where the the police could get an idea of what they were listening to and arrest them. It says that the call went up until the time where the patrol arrested them. Like, you're... Hey, I got some advice for any uh, burglars out there. If you're looking to rob a place, maybe don't give a detailed, you know, transcript of everything that's happening in front of you while you're robbing people. Because maybe it ends up getting you caught. Like, I'm not, you know, maybe like use a code or something, right? Like, how how did, (laughs) how was it so clear that you were robbing someone? I mean, it's, there's no way it went like, nine nine nine. what's your emergency? And then there was like, and they were like, oh my God, it's a robbery. Like there's, (laughs) you know, they had to have made it pretty clear because that had to be a confusing call to answer, right? So I don't know what these guys were saying. It doesn't say, I wish it did. Um, But yeah, so they they call, pocket dial, and then, you know, they get all the details and they freaking arrest him. That's pretty wild. Um, So (laughs) there you go. Don't try, maybe like turn your phone off during a robbery, you know? I feel like you're probably with everyone you need to see in order to get away with it. Uh, Maybe don't leave the option open to call the police on yourself, but hey. Uh, in London, I guess they do things a little different. So, uh, The next interesting criminal-related article we have here is insane. Uh, the title of this article is, Naked Fugitive Found in Crocodile-Infested Waters Near Darwin Charged with Fresh Offenses. Uh, yeah. So if that was, you know, obviously I read every article that starts like that, because what? Uh, that's pretty wild. This is from Wednesday, January 6th. It says, a naked alleged fugitive... Mm, I, you could take the word alleged out of it by the time you hear the end of the story. I think you're going to know that this guy was guilty of some shit. Uh, a naked alleged fugitive found by two fishermen sitting on a tree branch in Australian crocodile-infested waters has been slapped with additional charges of breaching bail and aggravated assault. So basically what happened here was there were these two fishermen, and I believe this is in Australia, uh, and... They heard someone calling for help, so they go to investigate, and they find this dude naked, like, looking rough in a tree, dangling, like, a couple feet over, like, very crocodile-infested waters, and they're like, what the fuck? This guy says, uh, it didn't make sense to us, referring to the explanation for his nudity, which he said he used his clothes for bits and pieces over the way, All right, Don't know what that means. They said he had he had made a nest up in the tree, and he was only laying a meter above the water. There were crocs in the water, so he's done well to survive. Uh, that's freaking insane. Also, there's like a picture of these guys just picking up this dude, uh, and they're just like chilling. They're like, check this shit out. That's so Australian, dude. So foreign people are great. Once we'd seen how bad he was and how many cuts he had all over him, and he was dehydrated and pretty weak, we thought we'd better get him in the boat. Yeah, no, leave him there. Be like, "Damn, man, that sucks. Well, good luck." By the way, there's crocodiles below you. Uh, we thought he just we thought he just must have had a a big night after New Year's, got lost and done himself a mischief in the bush. First of all, done himself a mischief in the bush. I have no fucking clue what that means. Oh, he's done himself a mischief in the bush. Is that an Australian thing? Done himself a mischief in the bush, in the bush. What bush? There's no bush in this story. Done himself a mischief. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it though. If it, if, if that's, if that was an explanation, like, oh, he probably just had a big New Year's. Who here has had a, a such a New Year's Eve, you know, throwdown that you end up naked in a tree over a crocodile-infested body of water in the woods? Has, in, has that ever happened to anyone ever that you've ever heard of before? The fact that that's, that was this guy's explanation, the fisherman's explanation for for what he was seeing, means that he parties hard. That that's where his brain went with that? He was like, well, the most likely explanation is that he uh, had done himself a mischief in the bush. What? That guy's crazy. Arrest that guy too. He's crazy. Uh... This, he said he'd stripped to his underwear, handed him, handed the, the fugitive guy his shorts and a, and a beer as they made their way back. He said he looked, he looked like he needed a beer, although he was in a bad way. Dude, this guy parties hard as fuck. So he sees this dude who's like literally dying over crocodile waters, naked. And he's like, what happened? He's like, I've been surviving up here. I've used my clothes for bits and pieces along the way. He's like, you need a fucking beer, bro. Get in. That guy parties harder than anyone else. That is the Australian Burt Kreischer right there. That guy's insane. Um, Yeah, maybe give him a fucking water. <laughs> you give him a beer first? This guy's like, I'm going to die in the next 15 minutes. Uh, but fuck it, might as well die drunk. Um, So basically what happened was this guy was on... Uh, he was free on bail after being charged with armed robbery. Robbers... Apparently if you're a robber and you live in another country, you're you do some wild shit to get caught. Uh they alleged that he he cut off his electronic monitoring device, like a ankle bracelet that was tracking him. They cut it, he cut it off and attempted to evade authorities. So he was like planning on making a new life in these woods with the swamps and the crocodiles. Maybe he didn't know there were crocodiles, but he was like I'll live in the woods. I won't get caught. That's better. Dude, just go to jail. Like what you went through sounds horrible. I'd rather be in jail. At least I know there's not going to be a crocodile trying to bite me in the nuts in the middle of the night. You know? That sounds horrible. Uh, he, so he was, re- after all this, he was rearrested, charged with aggravated assault and breach of bail. Uh, yeah. So, you know, moral of the story one, don't rob people because bad things happen, apparently, when you rob people. Uh, and, you know, if you're going to run from the police, don't head toward crocodile infested waters the other thing I take away from this story is that uh, what was this dude's name uh, Foss is his last name what's his first name what's your first name crazy dude uh, cam Faust the other thing I take away from this story is that cam Faust is an absolute maniac and if you if you get a chance to party with cam Faust uh, just know that his uh, an average night for him might be you know having a big New Year's and Doing a mischief in the bush, whatever that means. Also, if you know what that means, maybe someone here is listening that's either lived in Australia or lives in Australia now. If you know what done himself a mischief in the bush means, please tweet me at Kane's Train Pod and just inform me. Or you can call or text 912 289 7882 because I need to know what that means right now. Actually, you know what? The beauty of the internet. Now look it up. Done himself a mischief. Wow, it comes up. Done himself a mischief. What does that mean? Uh, Do yourself a mischief on Urban Dictionary. A general warning to the recipient, their past, present, or future conduct may result in injury to themselves. Said injury could be caused by the recipient or by others. Huh. I'm really enjoying being... (laughs) This is the example. (laughs) More prisoner-related things says it's popular in Australia. Okay, so I get it. Prisoner 1 says, I'm really enjoying being the prison snitch. (laughs) It's a great sentence. Prisoner 2 says, a friendly piece of advice, watch your step, or you might just do yourself a mischief. All right, I guess I get it a little bit more. So basically, he fucked himself over. In the bush, though. Is bush just like slang for the woods in general? Done himself a mischief in the bush. But why would you be going out? Why would that be a thing? Why would you decide to go out there? Like, you just get so hammered that you're like, I wander until I find water. That's what I do when I get drunk. I don't fucking know. Anyway. All right, well, hopefully... (laughs) Hopefully you got your fill of uh, Kane's hockey talk and also uh, criminal-related activities in this one. So thanks so much for listening. Definitely go like, subscribe, do all the things. uh, And we'll be back on Thursday. And remember, on Thursday, we're going to preview that Kane's Red Wings series, so we'll actually be getting into some hockey talk, and I'll speak with the guys from the Red Wings Brant uh, podcast so that you can get a little perspective on what to expect from Detroit. Maybe not just in this series, but throughout the season. So again, thanks so much. Canes Train Pod is the Twitter. 912-289-7882 is the phone number. You can call or text that, leave a voicemail or a text message. I will receive it. Thanks so much. See you Thursday.